Welcome to Just Life, where we share our life experiences and lessons to make your life easier. We are on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves, and if you're trying to do the same, you're in the right place. Let's talk about life. Welcome back to Just Life. This is Cicely Porter, and I'm here, of course, with Lou Williams. And today we have a very, very special guest, probably one of my favorite people I've met in college. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, that was a very sweet system. <laughs> I feel the same about you, but my name is Sonia Rodoya. Um, I'm a senior here at IUN, and I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast today. So our last few episodes have been a little sad, a little, but serious topics that need to be talked about. But today we have more of a fun topic. Um, I hope it's fun. Uh, <laughs> it, sh- it should be fun. I'm not gonna lie, I looked at Lou before you got here. I'm like, I'm I'm prepared to cry today. Oh. So I, I misinterpreted the concept of today's pod. Well, we can cry too, but <laughs> I, I think I think this topic's a little more light than the other ones we've talked yeah. about. It's definitely more light. Yeah. The last episode was a little a little dark. Yes. Uh, and I want to just give a shout out to our listeners. Um, we looked at our analytics yesterday, and we have several different countries that listeners are from and that's amazing i never thought i'd have a podcast where that would be possible i don't know about you lou i mean i don't really think about it much like that's just insane so Little thank you <laughs> <laughs> but i just wanted to thank you for listening and supporting us and if you ever have any questions or want to say hey like we're open on instagram my instagram is at cicely porter c-i-c-i-l-y i'm just at louie underscore w underscore louie with the e at the end okay i don't think we're going to make a podcast instagram just because if you listen to our social media podcast, I feel like Instagram is kind of dying and our podcast is kind of a startup podcast. So maybe if we get a bunch of listeners, we'll make one. But for now, we'll just stay with our personal. Uh, okay, so what we'll be talking about today, since we've had some darker subjects in the past, this is a little lighter, but also still kind of dark, you know, because we like to be philosophical around here. We're talking about friendship, what friendship means, what's, what friendship has meant to you, and how it's affected your life in many ways, and why friendship is needed. It's not like something you can just not have in life. We all make friends in all different stages. So I think we should start out by defining what a friend is. So I'd like to ask our guests first, what do you think a friend is? Uh, like I, I agree with what you said, I think. Um, Friendship is something we all need, but in my opinion, I I think there are different kinds of friends. Um, the most important friend in my perspective is I think your soulmate could be your friend. And a friend is just someone that you essentially trust, you have fun with, um, make memories with. And like I said, your friend can be your soulmate. I believe heavily in that. So, Cicely, what is a friend to you? What does it mean when someone is your friend? I think a friend is someone that you can connect with and you feel comfortable being yourself, having conversations, and someone who supports you. I don't really see it like, like, okay, there's like friends, there's acquaintances, there's Mm -hmm. like family, like there's just levels to it. And I feel like for me, most people don't actually fall in the friend category. They fall in like the acquaintance category you know like they don't really know me but we know each other we mm-hmm. we're well acquainted and then there's friends somebody y'all like hang with and speak to often and very close to and then you know there's family the people who are extremely close to you and know almost everything about you 
like people you've known for a long time, whether they're blood or not. So it's interesting, like how our relationships develop over time. Like at first, you know, there's somebody that's a stranger, then they're acquaintance, and they might be a friend, and it might end at that. I think what's really disheartening is like losing people that you consider really good friends, and like. I've compared it to death in a way. Like you kind of grieve when you lose someone you really cared about, even if they were just your friend. I think that's something people don't really talk about is when your friendship have like a breakup. And I mean, I think everyone's gone through it and it's hard and no one talks about it. So I think we'll definitely talk about that today. But just to back up, I'm kind of one of those people that considers like everyone a friend. like. You guys have said it like, oh my gosh, you know everyone, or I've been made fun of because like you have a friend everywhere. And you know, I kind of strive for that. Like I want to make friends everywhere I go. I love talking to people, hence the podcast. And like, I don't see like why friendships have to break up. Like I feel some people are like, oh, like we're not friends anymore because you haven't talked to me in like two months. And like, I don't understand that aspect. Yeah, uh, I would say, Something that really categorizes someone as a friend in me is, like, if I feel like I can be, like, unapologetically myself. You know what I mean? I, I like to feel like a friend is someone who I'm transparent with because it's difficult to really be yourself in front of everybody you meet. But that kind of uh, differentiates an acquaintance versus a friend for me. Like, how comfortable and how much I can be myself around someone. But I, I've always respected that about you, Cicely. I think we should all strive to have as many friends in our lives. Um, I mean, I, I think friendship is like a beautiful thing and you can never go wrong by having too many people in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where like the acquaintance and friends comes to play. I mean, you either click with someone or you don't. Me and my friend, Bryn, she listens to this podcast. So shout out, Bryn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We were talking about this the other day, how people can just click like instantly. And then other people, you can try, you can be nice and you can respect them, but you just will never click. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something like we don't really understand as like human beings. It's more of like a bigger power, but it's just so interesting. So like not everyone I meet is my friend. I like having like tons of friends of like different people because it shows all kinds of different lives. Yeah, you never want to limit yourself either, you know? Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about that even is uh, it just takes a certain level of trust to be someone's friend. And I have openly said that I don't trust people often. I'm a very um, distrustful person. Like, if I meet you and you show me once that you're not, like, a real person or that you're someone I can relate to, off bad, I just have my guard up, like, automatically. So... It's very hard for me to call people my friend, necessarily. I know a lot of people, sure, but are they my friend? Do they have my best interest at heart? No, that's how I feel. Like, becoming friends with Sicily was easy because we did, like, click. Like, it was simple. Like, I would see Sicily, and she would be working, like, doing her thing, working, like, with the athletic office or something like that, and we would sit there and, like, talk, and I'm just like, oh, like, the hour went by. We just talked for an hour, like, oh, no. And then... That's kind of how the podcast even started, just because me and Cicely have a lot in common. And it's like it doesn't matter about our backgrounds or where we come from. It matters more that we have, like, these things in common, you know, like these things we can talk about and be open about. And Cicely has shown that she can be a person you can talk to unapologetically, and she won't judge you outright for it. 
At least not, you know, out loud. I don't know about what in her head. You know. <laughs> wow. No, I I love just having conversations with people, and I'm I I consider myself to be very open minded. You know, like I love hearing about different things I don't know about, and um, go back to Bryn. I we go into like the deepest conversations. I know Sandra, we kind of did that the other day after class. It's like noon, and we're going through this like huge deep conversation, and I love having those conversations because words are so powerful. It's it's just crazy how people can talk. And then some people you can't talk to at all. You know what I mean? It's also, I like hearing, like, people's unique mindsets. Mm -hmm. But, Lou, I have a question. Are we friends? Uh, We're acquaintances. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Would you consider us friends? Yeah. I mean, I guess you and I just have different definition of friendship, but... Yeah, it's not it's not like I hate you or something. You know? I mean, I would hope not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have asked. No, I mean, we aren't, like, super close, though. Yeah, either. but I, so I don't know. I guess we just have different definitions of friendship, but... Yeah, like, if something happened to you, you ever asked me for something, I would do it for you, because that's the kind of person I am. And I feel like we have that kind of relationship. Like, I don't know, friend is a word reserved for, like... After a certain amount of time, I feel like I haven't really yeah. talked to you enough yet to know if I'm your friend or not. But, That's oh, how I feel. So are you, like, very closed off with how you define friendship? Because has someone, like, have someone you considered a friend done you wrong? Or, like, have you had those experiences where it kind of made you reevaluate how you view friendship? Yes, I've had too many experiences like that. So it just caused me to, like, learn to gradually kind of get to know people instead of going all in and telling people things that I probably shouldn't tell them off rip, you know, like just being a little cooler, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what you mean, like, we kind of, like, we're kind of friends in a sense, but it's not like... I would say we're we're school friends. Yeah, 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 exactly. like, we interact and hang out at school, but outside of school, like, we don't talk all that often and stuff. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, necessarily, like... Even though, like I say, Cicely's my friend, the amount of times I actually talk to her outside of school is very limited. But I would say Cicely's my friend more so because we kind of have just an understanding. And when we do speak, it is very personal to some extent. We don't say everything on the podcast, obviously, but she'll tell me, like, what's going on in her life and everything that she's going through, and I'll, you know, return the favor in that way. Yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, we're getting there. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've known each other longer, too. So, like, you kind of have to build that friendship, and it has different phases. Back to I make friends everywhere. This has always been me. Since I was, like, five years old, I would um, make a friend, and I would invite them to have a sleepover, and I'd always get in trouble. Like, my parents would be like, you just met this person. Like, they cannot spend the night. Yeah. <laughs> and this happened every week. So my parents would always have to sit me down and be like, okay, like, we we're glad you have friends, but, like, this this ha- you have to ask us first and as I grew up and got older my dad always told me are they your friend and or are you guys just like acquaintances and he kind of gave this example well they drive you to the airport that's how you know they're a friend <laughs> that is true O'Hare and Midwood actually a nightmare and I think there's a different level from like friends to best friends and a topic I want to talk to you about is female friends yeah because that's a whole nother aspect I don't think Lou quite understands. I mean, I genre itself. I mean, you got my can 
my conception of female friends is different because I'm not a girl. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. The way I have girlfriends is a lot different than the way y'all do. Just because I feel like girls are usually just closer in general than guys are. Like, there's a wall built up between guys and girls. There is no wall. Like, I know too many girls who like send like weird pictures to each other. They would never send like their boyfriend or like um, just tell each other like stuff that's too much information. And I'm just like. Why would you tell your friend that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that happens yeah. way too often. Like, I don't know. As a girl, that's, like, I, something that I appreciate about having a girlfriend is because that's what I mean about being, like, unapologetically yourself. Like, having that transparency with another person where you can fully, like, tell someone something. And I think something big on your mental health is being able to be open and honest about things in your life with someone who looks at you in a non-judgmental way and just like sits there and listens. So personally, like I guess from a guy's perspective, girls' friendship may seem like a little bit too much and a little too open, but for me that's something that like I love and appreciate about having female friends. And going back to my definition, when I said support, it's not just support in like the good ways too. Like I want my friend, like if I'm acting stupid, I want them to tell me. Yeah. Like, hey, you're not acting like yourself. See, that's where I think female friendships fail a bit because I feel like too many female friendships are filled with people who just support you and tell you to do terrible things. Like, absolutely, like, well, from my experience, seeing, like, the friends my sisters have had or the friends that my other friends have had, they support the most asinine, terrible ideas they have. And I have to be the one to step in and be like, you know what? You know that's well, pretty bad, right? Yeah, well, like, then that that's not a friend because mm. as a friend like you need to be able to have those difficult and uncomfortable conversations and if you do see someone you love and care about acting out in a way that you think isn't right then you need to be able to care about them enough and be honest with them enough to say like hey this isn't right and if you can't then that doesn't categorize you as a friend in my opinion at all yeah and you have to be like picky with your friends too i feel like i'm kind of picky and i think that's a good thing because you don't want to give your energy to people who don't deserve it. And like we were, like I was saying, you know, when when you do get so close with a female you or a, a girl you do open up so much and you don't want to, you know, like you said, sometimes you feel like girls may overshare and like say thing say things to their friends and you're like, "Oh, I don't understand why you would tell a friend that." That's why you do have to be careful in who you decide to really open up to because once you have that comfort in a friendship, there's almost nothing you really wouldn't share, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, you do have to be particular in who you choose to really see, like, your true side and open up to. I feel that. I, I think there's just a difference between, like, male vulnerability and female vulnerability to some extent, where girls will really put it all out there, where as I'll only give somebody a glimpse. I will never show the whole picture because... From my experience, showing somebody the whole picture puts me in a vulnerable position of, like, being taken advantage of. Like, I think it does that for everybody to an extent, but as a man, it's just a little different. People categorize your emotions differently, and they treat you differently, and especially other men aren't going to see you in a respectful light if you put it all out there like that. So you have to find a way to put your vulnerability in a digestible manner for other men. Whereas I think women do a good job of accepting vulnerability no matter what it looks like. Especially from other women. They'll take it in and they'll like 
and be like, yeah, I support you. Like, I understand that. Like, give me a hug. Like, we'll cry through this together. Whereas if I tell my homie, like, I'm sad, he gonna be like, man, be quiet. You, you'll be all right. You know, like, big yeah, difference. Well, Massive I, difference. I, I, then, like, my wish for all guys who don't have somebody like that is, like, I hope you do find someone who doesn't make you feel less for feeling vulnerable. I mean, I really do think a big a big step in taking your mental health seriously is being able to talk to somebody who you trust and you can be open with. And it is sad that men have this stigma around them where they can't be vulnerable and they can't show their emotions because that's where we see a lot of men struggling mentally mm -hmm. because they can't open up to people. And that makes me sad because we all need whether it be a therapist, whether it be your parents, whether it be a friend, your grandparents, it doesn't matter. The moral of the story is sometimes you do need to be able to talk to somebody with zero judgment. And we talked about that last episode if you want to learn more. Going back to um, the guy friends, um, I have a lot of guy like best friends. And I don't know if it's just because how close we are. Okay, I probably should have started with this. I have like amazing friends. Like I have the best friends. I can trust them. I talk to them. And even if we don't talk for a while, we can go back and it's like nothing ever happened. But with my guy friends, I've seen them cry. And I think that's like huge because like we said, guys kind of hold in those emotions. So if they trust me enough to like come to me and like literally cry and I like these, these are guys that are like jocks like they're really strong like you never see them cry they've cried in front of me like that's just like some real friendship and I've been with my friends when they go through really hard things um one of my friends he had to move out of the country away from his family for like over a year and like that I can't even imagine that he would call me like I tried to call him like at least once a month I tried to do every week but you know life but it was just so raw and so emotional to like hear how he's doing and I think that's what comes in a friend. It doesn't matter if a guy or a girl, like just being there, supporting them and enjoying each other's company. Yeah, and allowing them to feel whatever they feel, like no judgment. But Cicely, I think that just kind of goes to show like how much that guy loves and appreciates you, that he was able to be that vulnerable with you and he didn't care about the judgment and not saying that you would judge but that was probably the last thing on his mind like oh mm -hmm. what is she gonna think if I cry in front of her like he chose to go mm -hmm. to you and open up about something that was clearly very difficult on him and that just proves like the type of friend you are and I want to have them on the podcast because they him and his girlfriend are just amazing amazing mm -hmm. people of course they got to come on they will but, they will um, my closest like girlfriend is probably my sister actually okay which is interesting because, you know, siblings don't always get along, and I found a way to have a really good relationship with her. I've had plenty of girlfriends before. I actually click really well with women as far as, like, friendship and conversation, just because women are typically more open, I feel like, about everything. You ask them a question, it's not, like, one word. They always have a response. And having had a lot of female friends, it's... It's very interesting the way that friendships can develop, you know, like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll use Cicely as an example of, like, very easy to open up to Cicely and talk to Cicely about what I think, but it takes a while with, like, Alex, Caleb, John, to really get into a mode of comfortability, you know what I'm saying? It's, there, there is a difference, and, like, 
times, for example, I sat next to you for a whole semester and did not speak to you once. No, spoke to you once, complimented you on like a jacket or something like that you had on. And it was like December, like a week before, <laughs> like finals. So I was like, does yeah. that really count? No, not really. Like I was like, at least last year, I was in a mode of not really just wanting to speak to people. And then second semester came around and you know, I start talking like Cicely and I'm just like, oh my God, like, where's this person been like my whole life? Like, Cicely is like a great friend. She's a great listener. And how this relates to my sister is, one thing I've noticed is when you become friends with somebody, especially somebody within your family or somebody you already knew beforehand, since there's already a prior understanding of like where you come from or what you know, it becomes seamless to be friends with them, you know? So being friends with my sister, it's been a great benefit because, I mean, we have the same background. We come from the same place. We grew up in the same areas. We have a lot of inside jokes nobody would ever understand. There's something very beautiful about that. For me personally, my siblings are my greatest friends on earth. I mean, me and my older sister are so unbelievably close. And me and my younger brother, like, that's my best bud, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But to me, I put them in a separate category because we're siblings, we've been through things together that nobody else would understand, like, that's family. And they're my closest friends, but in a way, like, they're not friends at all. They're, they're my family. And so I look at them in a way like they're two of my favorite people, if not my favorite people on earth. But at the same time, like, saying that they're my friends wouldn't, do the love or Wouldn't put justice and it's just it's a different bond because that's blood you know you go through different things with your siblings but I, I feel like in a way if I just said like oh they're my friends that would almost be disrespectful to them because they are so so much more to me than that yeah and like with siblings like it's different because I love my little brother he's my best friend like we're just we're like twins but he's a little sh sometimes, and <laughs> I get that. Shout out to and, and we get in fights, but you know we always make up because we're family. I don't pick at my friends like I pick at him. None of my friends act the way to me like he does. And it's crazy because you don't fight with anybody more than you fight with your siblings. But at the end of the day, they're still your siblings, and it's it's forced. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what's said or what's done because. You're going to always forgive each other. Whereas if I maybe spoke to my friends the way I've spoken to my brother or my sister, like, they probably would have cut me off, like, cold turkey. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're, I'm not saying it's necessarily forced, but it's family because you know at the end of the day, no matter what's said, is like, they're still going to be there. They're still going to love you regardless. And so that holds, like, way more value over a friend to me. Mm -hmm. I think part of that is also because they're like your first friends ever, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You're a kid. I mean, depending on like the age gap, those are your first friends. Like those are the people you see the most every day. You have to deal with them all the time. So it, it builds this rapport that you can't get with people you just meet randomly from like school or wherever you go. There's definitely a different level of knowing you. They just know you like the back of their hand. And yeah. that's not something you can get from just meeting someone at school and talking to them for like a month or two, you know? So mm -hmm. there is a huge difference. Yeah. I guess when I say like friend in that sense, I do mean like we get along as siblings because there are plenty of people who are siblings and I 
hate each other and aren't friends. That's so sad. I think another big thing about siblings is they've seen you at your worst. Like, there's nobody on earth who knows you better than your siblings. Like, they know exactly who you are, and they still choose to love you. And, like, that's really special to me, Mm. you know, because there's not – there are certain friends in your life who – they saw you on your worst days they probably wouldn't you know be around all the time so it's important it's it's, to me like having a good bond with my siblings is so unbelievably special to me i feel like we kind of touched on the good aspects of the female friendships but we really didn't touch on any negative one of the negatives i really dealt with more in like middle school maybe some early high school which these people probably aren't even my friends yeah. But it would be competition. I think yeah. I think there's this huge competition within female friendships. For sure. That, yeah, I would totally agree, especially when you're younger, that middle school age. It's really difficult. You know, people are, girls are finally starting to grow up, you know, look at guys or girls, you know what I mean, whatever. And there is that sense of competition, that sense of who looks the best, who has the best style. Um, and it's really ugly and competitive. I, I know middle school wasn't always easy for me. I was very petite, like tiny. I had a gap, you know? Like I, I wasn't the textbook definition of this like beautiful, adorable middle schooler. Like I went through my awkward phase and people who were even my friends would sometimes like make me feel bad about that. And looking back, I just want to give my younger self a hug and mm-hmm. tell her like everything's going to be okay, you know, but And can we be honest, everyone is awkward in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Some more than others, me personally, but yeah, no, for hey, sure. It was all the ugly in middle school. <laughs> middle <laughs> middle school is just such a weird time. Now I look at middle schoolers and I'm like, why did I not look like <laughs> you? Like some middle schoolers are prettier than me now, but <laughs> it's crazy. Honestly, I think that since the competition y'all talking about, it all stems from the same thing. It's like the attention of the opposite sex. Like, that's yeah. where it all comes from. Like, because guys, it's exactly the same way. Like, guys will be around each other, and a girl walks in the room, and every guy is different now. And every and guy shapes up. Middle school is definitely that age where, you know, you start noticing girls, or you start noticing guys. So I think that's why it's so much worse at that age, because that's when you're really starting to, like, come in touch with your emotions and realize like how you feel about someone and stuff so it is it's a tough time I mean you could not give me millions of dollars to to redo middle school like Mm -hmm. you just couldn't I would never redo it and then from middle school to now I feel like in your 20s friendship is so unique because we're all growing up and we're all at different stages but like everyone's so much more chill in middle school if you got invited somewhere and you didn't go they'd probably be upset Mm -hmm. but now if you don't like everyone understands because life gets crazy and we're all like separate or just have our own things going on yeah and that's why I really like enjoy friendship at this level of life and you know I know something I really respect that we've talked about about you Cicely is you do have so many friends but me personally like I don't have a crazy amount of friends but the people that I do have in my life like I cherish so much because I'm at the age now where the people I have in my life are the people I want in my life like I choose to give my energy to the people I want to give my energy to so I put so much value and respect on the relationships that I have because they mean that much more to me now that I don't have this 
huge group of friends, you know, if someone's unavailable, I can just text the next person and ask them to hang out. Like, I love the people who I choose to have in my life, and I choose to have them in my life because I love them, you know what I mean? So friendship at this age is so much different than it was even a, a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I've definitely felt it, and I just feel like it's maturity, too. Yeah. Have you seen a difference, Lou? Uh, yes, but it's, like, more of a negative thing for me than anything. Like, I'm a very attached person, and once I got to college, I just noticed people really didn't want to speak to me often, and that really hurt me to some extent, just because I was so used to having so many friends. Like, in high school, I bounced from group to group to group. Like, I was friends with everybody. At least I thought I was, and then I got to college, and then felt like I was friends with nobody. And that kind of isolation, it just wasn't good. I didn't have any friends when I came here. And I mean, I made a couple friends from being on a basketball team, but like even now, how many friends do I have? Not a lot, you know? Like, And it's not a bad thing, but I do wish I could meet more people and meet more like-minded people, you know what I'm saying? And, and you will. I mean, you're only 21, 22? 22. So, I mean, you have so much time. Think about it this way. You live in Indiana, where there's like 7 million people. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, there's 7 billion people. Mm-hmm. So, do you really think you're going to meet all your friends in this tiny little state? I, I also think our, like, I look at, you know, my boyfriend, for example, and he has so many friends, and he's also away at school, you know what I mean? So being here at a smaller school at home, it's not as easy to make as many friends, you know what I mean? Um, I think, like you said, Lou, first semester of last year, I came to school, I did my work, I kept my head down, and I went about my business, and I didn't really interact with anybody. And it wasn't until, honestly, like Sicily one day, in the class we all had together first semester, reached out to me and asked me to work on a project with her and a couple other girls. And the next semester, I just was familiar with Sicily from the class the previous semester and sat with all you guys. And I ended up, you know, bonding with you guys. And now I I feel like I come to the media room, I talk, I hang out, and school is like so much more enjoyable having people to talk to and stuff. And I feel like I finally met here like my group of people that I enjoy spending my time with but I'm a senior like that didn't happen overnight I mean I spent every day in Savannah Center sitting alone nobody went out of their way to talk to me like it wasn't easy to make friends and it especially isn't easy to make friends when you're home you know it's a completely different ball game when you're away at school like you still have those big groups of friends who you're hanging out with all the time on the weekends going out with here it's not necessarily like that you know definitely exactly and even to add on to that like it did kind of suck that it took so long to make friends and like find a friend group because like like, we're both seniors and I pretty much have the same experience as you as far as like not really talking to people or not really doing much like Mine is probably worse than yours anyway, just because, like, when I say I didn't speak at all in that class, like, no, people just thought I was mute or something. They thought I was the worst. Cicely thought I was stuck up. Well, when you complimented you know. me on my jacket that one day, I was like, wow, he talks. <laughs> <laughs> but I look forward to post-grad having a job and a career. 
a lot of people really make me feel confident in the fact that you'll meet friends when you move or when you get your career and you'll meet people in your workplace and so I look forward to that I think like Cicely said you know there is so much time to meet friends to meet people like where we're at now may feel like it's everything but there is so much more to come for all of us so many more people to enter our lives like we're on the brinks of our lives totally changing as we know it and we don't even like put that in perspective you know mm -hmm. and uh like I said, like you sometimes have to get out of your shell and get out to meet friends. Two of my best friends, I met them in Fort Myers on spring break one year. They were like the coolest people and I was like, where are you guys from? And they were from the same county as me, but I've never met them. I had to go all the way to Florida to meet them. That's that was in eighth grade and they're twins. And I'm still like best friends with both of them. Like we talk every now and then. Um, one goes to Purdue every time like she thinks about me or I think about her we call each other up see how we're doing like yeah. I think that's important too like kind of staying connected but like when you talk like nothing ever happened yeah I, I think a big a big important topic about friendship is long distance friends my one of my greatest friends I mean I've known her since I was seven and she lives in Milwaukee so our relationship has always been long distance and to me, I've always viewed that as the time, like having a long distance friend makes you appreciate the times you guys have together even more because that time is so valuable and precious. And she went to school and she goes to school like very far. And you know, we don't see each other as often as I would like, but we really are trying to make more of an effort of communicating um, as often as we can because I think when you're in college and you're so busy and wrapped up in your own life, you often don't find the time to reach out to the people who you still love and care about, but you know, you're so caught up in yourself that it is difficult to find that time or you just feel like mentally drained and reaching out is hard. You know, like I totally understand that. I'm the same way. Um, so I, I really like, I love and value my long distance friendships because those times that I have with her or people who aren't so close just feel like 10 times more special, you know? Definitely. And a lot of my friends, they moved out of state or uh, my best friend, she goes to school at IUPUI and in high school we were inseparable. Like people thought we were sisters or even dating sometimes because we were together all of the time. We've all had that friend. <laughs> <laughs> but she went in Indy, so that's like pretty far drive yeah. and I only see her maybe twice a year and it's it's really hard on me. But um, we try to stay connected and together, but it's just, it's so hard because it's so far and she has stuff going on, I have stuff going on. I think something though that's like sad to me when I think about my long distance friend is I think about all the things that have happened in my life that like she wasn't present for and then I think about all the things that happened in her life that she wasn't present for and as much as we can sit there and we can talk about it with each other like we'll never truly understand that because we weren't there and sometimes it does make me sad to think like we are missing out on so much of each other's lives and mm -hmm. there's only so much we can do about that but like I said I mean you just have to like value and appreciate the time that you guys have together because it becomes that much more special when you put in perspective like the time you guys have together. Yeah, like she got a boyfriend last year, I, th I think last year. They've been dating for a while now, 
But um, I'm very picky with my friends' boyfriends because <laughs> they deserve the best, you know. Yeah. And she texts me. She's like, you'll like him. I know you will. And I was like, oh, that's, like, amazing. Like, I can't wait to meet him. I wish I was there, but yeah. I can't be. So I, I met him, though. He's, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> she knew you. Yep. She knew you'd like him. And then my other friend, Darian, I love how we do this. Um, we just call each other randomly to catch up. And I think that is so special. I'll be getting a call on a Tuesday, answer, we'll talk for like two hours. Exactly, pick up where you left off. Those mm-hmm. are the most important and like special yeah. friendships to me. 100%. Sure. I probably only had one friend like that, and now he kind of lives back here because he dropped out of school. So, actually, you met him like a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, he did mischievous with us, and I've been friends with him since eighth grade. And when you went away to college, we really did not speak like that our first year of college. And then the pandemic hit, and he was heavily thinking about dropping out, and we had many conversations about that. And we caught up, like, a lot with that. Like, And he's one of those friends where I could go years without speaking to him, and we speak again, and it's like nothing changed. You know, that's we got the best. The same sense of humor. Like, we like the same things. Like, we think very similarly. So... He's one of those guys where it's like, hey, man, like, what's up? Like, how you doing? What's up with you? We go out. We can have fun. We can have a serious conversation. You know, like, when I go down to Purdue, I usually go with him, and we talk, like, the whole ride, you know? So having a friend like that that's, like, kind of gone, it is tough because, like, for me, he was my friend all through high school. We always had classes together. We were always together. Like, he was my guy. I have too many pictures of him on my phone of us together, too many embarrassing videos and it's very touching for me just because when I really think about it I don't, like the friends I've had the longest, he's the one that stuck around no friend that I've had since like middle school really has stuck around for the most part and he's pretty much the only one so it's very valuable very very valuable and I, the one thing I don't understand what a lot of people see in friendships is they have to have this huge blow up and just not be friends anymore. Like, why can't we all just be civil and like, like that, like catch up, like, like nothing happened, just pick up. But some people feel the need like, oh, you haven't talked to me in two months, block. Like, I, I don't get that. I don't get that. I, like I said, I, I understand the concept of being caught up in your own life. And I've had times where I thought about reaching out, but my life just felt too overwhelming at the time, and I physically just didn't have the energy, and that had nothing to do with them and more to do with myself, and I know it's easy for some people to misinterpret that, you know, like, if you care about me, you would reach out, but I also think, like, friendship is a two-way street, so if you're feeling like that distance or that lack from someone, you can always reach out and, you know, ask, like, hey, I haven't we talked, because you know, if you're not hearing from someone for two months, unless they're like blatantly ignoring you, which like then I can understand like, okay, yeah. that's where it gets a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, they haven't reached out to me in two months, you're like, well, you haven't reached out either. You know Ex- what I mean? Exactly. So I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't understand that either. And I, I try to really put people's like mental health and what they're going through in perspective that like, I'm sure they want to reach out and they want to be more present in my life, but sometimes, like, you really just can't, and that's fine. Like, if our friendship is meant to be, it'll always find a way, and 
I'm like a very firm believer in that. Yeah, and everyone's at different stages of their life. Mm -hmm. Last week, I just found out that one of my best friends is having a baby. Congratulations. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for her, and uh, her boyfriend is my boyfriend's best friend oh, in high school. Awesome. Yeah, so, um, but like, I know, <laughs> but everyone just is at different stages. Obviously, she's going to be busy. I'm busy with college and internships and stuff, and my other friend's probably busy with work, and you know, like, yeah. everyone is busy, and we have to acknowledge that. Well, I mean, I had a friend that was talking to me, and we didn't talk for a long time, but the context of it was so different. Like, okay, the one friend I was just talking about who like dropped out, we can go months without talking, it's not a problem. It doesn't matter because it's catch up easy. When you have a friend that you talk to like every day and then they don't talk to you at all, I think it's different. The context is different because if you have those friends you see like every week, every couple weeks, fine, you know, they stop talking to you for a while because life happens, it's different. But when you have that friend you talk to literally every day, like your best friend, the person you're closest with, the person you share everything with, and then they just stop talking to you out of nowhere, it's fishy. It's weird. I feel weird. like that feels a little more personal. Yeah. Obviously. Like maybe from that perspective, I would I would interpret that as it being something um, personal or something had happened. Like maybe I did something wrong. Yeah, I think that that's that's like understandable why you would get upset about that because if you go like a breakup, if you go from talking to someone every day, them knowing every detail about your life, and then cold turkey, you guys just like stop talking. Um, that's hard on you and obviously that would like raise some concerns as to why that person's acting or being distant and this person was like like i said like my best friend so it was extremely difficult on me to just be like oh we're just not gonna like talk like that anymore and i didn't talk to him for four months and i was like okay this is i was like okay our friendship's over like that, and that's, that's different. how i felt about it i was like i can't and the reason I felt like this was because, like, he just didn't want to talk at all. Like, I tried to talk to him a few times, and it was just like, no. And what I found out pretty much was, like, girlfriend made him stop talking to me, and he let her do that. Mm. To me, that says something about our friendship to begin with. You let somebody get in between us. For one, this is two guys, you know? It's not like I'm a girl and I'm flirting with him or something. I'm his guy best friend, you know? Like, yeah. why can't I be his friend? Why does it have to be a problem? Just because somebody doesn't like your girlfriend isn't liking you, okay, well, get in the line with everybody else who don't like me. Like, okay, like, I'm not gonna, like, blatantly, like, argue with your girlfriend or something or try mm. to cause problems, but, like, I'm still your friend. And... This is going to sound kind of crazy, but I felt more important to his life than she was in a lot of different ways because I knew him. Like, I knew everything about him. I knew what he was going through, and I knew how to help him, and she was clueless to all of that. It's like, I could help you if you let me, but you didn't let me. So mm. it was tough, man. Like, when I lost that friend, like, this goes back to when I didn't speak to anybody last year. I lost this friend, and I lost another friend in the same process, and then... I decided not to speak to people at all. I decided not to trust people at all. Like, why even talk to people if they're just gonna leave me one day? That was the mentality. You were scared to get hurt. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I didn't want to continue, like, trying to make friends with people and they were just gonna leave me like this person did. Like, that's a big reason why I'm not super close to anybody right now, if I'm being honest. I don't have a friend like that now. I don't have a friend I talk to every day. Yeah. I, and it I, sucks. I will say, like, on the topic of um, friendship breakups, like, they are literally, um, I would say, almost worse than 
a breakup with a significant other. I mean, losing a friend, let alone a group of friends, it really, it's a different type of pain because with friendship is a whole different type of relationship. I mean, the memories made, it's not easy. And um, yeah, I, I, I understand where, you, where you're coming from when, when you lose people like that, it's hard for you to open up again because just like in a relationship, if you get your heart broken, you're probably gonna be more closed off on the next person who you allow into your life to you know, care about you or love you. You're gonna be like extra picky about that. And that's like when I say that the people who I choose to have in my life, I'm very particular about because I only wanna give my energy to people who I know are gonna like love and care about me and be there for me through everything. I mean that because losing friends is like arguably one of the most difficult things I know when like I, I had friendship breakups, I couldn't even go on Timehop or go on my Snapchat and look at like the years past is every memory was with them and it wasn't easy for me, you know, to look at that and you don't want to forget about those memories, but you don't want to also be reminded of them because they remind you of like the good times that once were and it does make you sad to think about, you know, how much your life has changed. Um, I don't know, I think friendship breakups are one of the hardest things to go through in life, but at the end of the day, I think they make you grow and they make you stronger as a person. And down the line, like you will realize that everything does happen for a reason and whether it makes sense at the time or not, you know, you just have to have faith in the bigger picture of everything. I 100% agree with you because I think when you're going into a relationship with someone, like you have that thought in the back of your mind, you might break up. But with friendships, you don't have that thought. Could see yourself breaking up with your significant other, but you don't see that in a friendship. And so when it does happen, it hurts. It hurts really bad. And I, I think it is worse than a breakup. Yeah, I, it's like incomparable, like the the pain, mm -hmm. you know, because those are people who you think are going to be your bridesmaids, yeah. you know, and hypothetically speaking, if you do go through a breakup, like they're going to be the ones who are there wiping your tears and a shoulder to cry on. So it is, it's so hard. It, it, it I, I know, especially for a girl's perspective, you know, when you do find that group of girls who are really there for you, um, they have so much meaning to you. And so it, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I don't think words do the pain justice. Well, I've been like a lone wolf the last like two year pretty much. And it sucks for me because I'm a very social person. And since it's been increasingly difficult to open up to people, it's like, there's been plenty of times where it's like, I've been like in a rut and I'm just like, you know, I could go talk to you, but I'm like, no, I just have to deal with this by myself. Like, it is what it is. And, like, losing that friend and losing the other friend I had was a catalyst to make friends with, like, you guys and all the Realk media and to pursue the things I wanted to do instead of being so complacent about my life in general, which I think was a good thing. But it's caused me to be in a place of just like purgatory almost where it's like I have friends yes but I still feel very lonely all the time and I don't know how to combat that actually like I'm it's, it's really because I'm in a transition phase as you are in your senior year of college where 
if you get close to somebody now, you're going to leave anyway. And it feels very hard to accept that. Like, I could get really close to this person, but I'm going to be gone within a matter of an instant, and the friendship's going to be gone. And it it can be hard to make connections when that's your thought process. At least yeah. from my point of view, that's how it is for me. And I agree that thought process is very easy to have, but I try to think, you know, I can't allow the idea of the future stop me from allowing my life to thrive in the present. You know, I, I really try to think about that. Like, you can never gauge what is going to happen to you in the future. So I try not to allow it to stop me from enjoying where I'm at right now. Because if I did let that get to me, you know, I I would be a miserable person in the sense of thinking about like, oh, I can't get close to this person because maybe a year from now I won't be around. You know, if, if your friendship really is as special as you think it is, it doesn't matter where you are on earth, you're still gonna make a way to have a relationship with that person, you know? So I think, I, it's hard sometimes to think like that, but it is something that I put in perspective because I never want to allow the idea of the future to stop me now. I feel that. I, I understand that. It's, it can just be extremely difficult for my mind to process that sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, man, like, I could go talk to this person about these things and, like, be intimate with them in, like, an emotional way, or I could just sit in my room and deal with it on my own and I'll be okay and the latter is always usually the option for me just because it's like I mean there is comfort and solitude to some extent but there's also just the trust factor like I don't trust myself to some extent I don't trust myself enough to not overshare sometimes and it can be extremely hard to open up to people when you don't even trust yourself that's definitely a factor in friendship because the ability to not trust yourself, like, and having that insecurity affects the way you deal with people, like, in general. And it can cause a rift in friendships that don't need to exist. Like, my insecurities have caused many problems within my friendships. And, you know, like, just basic jealousy. And admitting that I, I'm jealous sometimes of the people I'm around. And I've admitted it to, I've had to admit it to myself, I wrote it down many times, like, a lot of people that I'm friends with, I wish I had some of the things they had. And I think to some extent that is normal, but you just can't make it unhealthy. and You can't always act on those feelings. Yeah. I think that's one part in friendship that's important, though, because there's going to be things that you will be envious about. Like, oh, their house is really nice, or they just won a million dollars. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) when you're their friend, you need to accept that jealousy and then congratulate them and be happy for them because that's your support toward them a basic one at least for a guy is like when you're in a group of guys and there's the guy in your group that gets all the girls everybody like i wish i was that guy you know like why don't girls talk to me like that like that's definitely a thing and i felt that and i'm just like man i'm the greatest like why don't they talk to me like that like you know it's it's very hard not to project your insecurities on the people sometimes. And I, it's a very human thing to do. You have to just learn how to control it, especially with friendships. Because that guy that gets all the girls, like, yeah, he gets all the girls, but you have qualities that he doesn't have, too. And so. one and one of my favorite books, it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like, I've read this book, like, six times. And there's this one chapter with Napoleon. He talks about this, and he says there needs to be a lack of ego and a lack of competition in friendships to have that true friendship. Because when you 
are the guy that like everyone's jealous of like you're trying to impress everyone and that's how you're trying to win friends you're not going to have any true friends and just because they're at like with you right now like will they be at your funeral and that's always like really touched me like I don't want to be the person like everyone like looks at me and it's like wow like I wish I had her life like I want to be that person that like I influence their life or in a way like you want to feel relatable like a friend can look at you and just understand you versus be envious of you yeah and just like be there for the friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i'll say this just for you i'm not like envious to you but like you help me be like harder on myself and push harder and you motivate me and yeah and i, I want to motivate my friends you know mm-hmm. yeah I, it, it's really easy to look at you and feel inspired by you you're a really hard-working girl i see like you have a lot of goals and aspirations for yourself and i I look at you and I'm like, one day Cicely Porter's going to be the president of the United States. You know, you're a very hardworking and dedicated person. And as your friend, I find inspiration in you. You know, I, I know I've talked to you. You've helped me with what website to use for my resume. You know, like so many valuable tips and stuff. And that's, you know, you could be the person who has it all together but doesn't try to help other people. But you're literally the opposite you know like you have a lot of yourself together but instead of keeping it to yourself you choose ways to like help people improve themselves and that's something I appreciate about you thank you well it's all a front too I don't have everything together but (laughs) and of course from like the outside looking in it may seem that way but nobody has it all together of course but you do just have like a sense of hard work and you're very motivated and dedicated um and for for being a 20 21 year old like you've achieved and accomplished so much you know so that's something and also like above all i just think you're a cool friend to have like Thank i you. like to brag like oh my friend cicely was doing this she's a new thing you know like See, there's so many cool things that you do that i like to brag <laughs> About no, I'm, I'm the same way. I brag about all my friends. I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend Sonda, she's so cool. Like, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I brag about Sissy. And Lou, yeah, like, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what friends are for. That's that support. Yeah. Well, I know we run out of time, but, like, a question I always pose to people, at least now, is, like, what's more important, the people at your funeral or the people at your wedding? Funeral. Funeral. 100%. That, you know, when you're not there and you're not around, those are those are the people who care about you you know it's easy to be in your face and put on a front and act happy for someone when they're there you know and not to mention at a wedding it's easy to go there and celebrate and have free booze free booze free food this you're not really free if you're coming to my wedding you're gonna get me a check um but yeah that's that's easy what's not easy is to be there for someone when they're not even there and those are the people who genuinely love and care about you in my perspective 100 percent. yeah i feel i feel exactly the same way some people i've asked that question they said wedding because you can celebrate with them and they're in the present but i think it's a lot better when somebody's willing to come and celebrate your life and yeah. talk like talk a life about you and your death you know mm-hmm. like speak life in other people about you like it's very essential that that happens just because if there's nobody at your funeral but everybody was at your wedding what kind of friends did you really have yeah i think celebrate your life is a really good term for it you know you could celebrate a like a life 
with you, but it's completely different to celebrate your life and truly like value and appreciate you when you're not physically there anymore. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. That was so much fun and a great topic to talk about. This is probably my favorite podcast we've done so far. Woo-hoo. Since Leah said that about the last three episodes. That is not true. <laughs> that that is not I'm true. I'm gonna hold you to it that this one's actually your favorite. It was. Thank you. <laughs>